Welcome back to The Hateful Geeks. This week, we're going to be talking about our top fives. We got Sweeney talking about his top five first-person shooters of all time. Hell yeah. We got Andy talking about his top five film soundtracks of all time. It's going to be awesome. I will be talking about the top five worst video game to film adaptations. And Tim will be talking about his top five... Adult cartoons. I couldn't come up with a better name. I can't wait. And we're also going to get to hear Andy's one-man performance of the Inception soundtrack. Bong! Welcome back again. We're going to have Andy kick it off today with his top five greatest film soundtracks. Now, Andy, when you say soundtrack, are you talking about scores or like a print soundtrack? Uh, I have a little bit of both. Okay. So, yeah, I, I'm going to cover the whole gamut. Oh. Rock and roll. Okay, well, so let's hit <laughs> it. So hit us, man. Yeah. What's your, right. So, so what's your top five? Everyone's waiting for we you. We are waiting, and here you're going to get it. Number five. We're going to count down from five to one. Usually how the top five list. Number five. It's innovative. The Dark Knight. Really? By Hans Zimmer. I had to give Hans Zimmer some love because, as uh, we heard, Inception, he's very... Uh, Please don't do that. How does that go? <laughs> He, he, he's he's uh, he's good. And The Dark Knight, a lot of people I actually got feedback were saying that it's not very memorable. But, well... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said that. I disagree. <laughs> as well, soon as you hear it, you know what it is. For me, Do personally, you? I know you. I'm surprised it's that low. Let me put it this way. If Hans Zimmer's soundtracks for at least the Dark Knight movies, were like a fingerprint, it would be like a fucking mirror. It would be just the most nondescript. Like, I just, it's so unnoticeable and not unique to me. I can't get through it. If you asked me to hum the Dark Knight soundtrack, I wouldn't know where to fucking begin. I disagree. I think I think it matches. I'm not going to hum it, but I think it matches the movie very well. I think that's, that's part of a good score is when you're watching the movie, what's going on, the music allows you to feel a little bit of what's going on. Well, all right. Well, I, I mean, I like some of his other work. Like you mentioned Inception. Yeah. That's very memorable. Yeah, I, I do. I like his work. I think it is memorable. Um, going into this list, none of us are singers, so we're not going to punish him out. I, 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 I think you've proved that. <laughs> you should have an sir. accurate bong. Do I will it. sing for you later, and, and I'll woo you. Awesome. Can't wait. So I have it that low because I am a child of the 80s, and there is many more that I have that will come before that. And I'll, I'll even have a, a couple honorable mentions. Honorable mentions? Yeah. Okay. So number four? Number four. The Lord of the Rings. Yes. I love Enya, too. <laughs> Enya. Or was that Sarah McLaughlin? This is, it was Enya, but I'm going more with uh, the actual composition of Howard Shore. Okay. See, I'm, I, I feel right along with Phil with The Dark Knight where I can't I couldn't tell you where to begin how that score is. But Actually, think, I'm going to go complete opposite on this uh-oh. movie. I love the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. It's but super memorable. I think, again, this is also a score. This isn't like, I don't think you're meant to remember like certain moments and hum it. Although, I will say with like The Hobbit, 
the the song they sing, like that. It's from uh, the book. Yeah, the Tears on the Mountain or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the Lonely Mountain. Lonely Mountain. Thank you. At the beginning of it. Yeah, they sing that, and I don't know a lot of people didn't actually sing that song. Tolkien wrote really prose cool. in his I, books. No, no, I mean I've read The Hobbit. I've actually haven't seen any of the Hobbit. Oh yeah, movies. it's a great song they sing. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, I agree. Lord of the Rings, I think, is a great soundtrack, man. I. I Another one is like epic soundtracks. It is. It, it's a great soundtrack, and it actually it the, makes you feel like to me the soundtrack is another character of the film, and a good soundtrack actually makes you feel the emotions that you're supposed to be feeling. And Lord of the Rings is perfect for that. I the Shire has its own theme. Yes, the Shire. I feel like I'm in the Shire when yes. I'm hearing the Shire soundtrack. The the Shire, uh, Mount Doom. The when the Urukai are marching. Oh, yeah. see, I, 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 there I can go. hang the soundtrack. <laughs> That's your bong. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you remember the animated Hobbit movies? A little bit. Yeah. They had like music in them ju- that was from the books, and for an animated film, I, I was sort of hoping that they were going to keep some of that stuff. Like when there's a whip, there's a way. Oh, like the orcs and shit at the end in uh, Return of the King. They, all these songs were written by Tolkien. But the live action films left out a bunch of these these this music. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. I don't want some cheesy. I get. It. I mean, it was a cartoon, so I mean, it, well, I know Tolkien. But Peter it, Jackson it, was able to leave it in, in the first Hobbit film and keep it. He did. Yeah, like, and I keep agree. it like in the in the universe he is set. I in. just think that I think those ones were a little bit more on the. I want to say cheesy side for that that type of movie. Well, also, Fair also, I mean. You can get away with a lot more in a cartoon than in real life. True. What? This is news to me. <laughs> Wait, you mean I, I can't can... run off a cliff and stay elevated as long know. as I don't look down? No, I, can't I mean, get you, you can't, by an you can't, you can't and... pull a sign on your ass. We want to well, you, I, yeah. Hold my beer. Uh, hold, yeah. hold, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, like, I like Lord of the Rings. I think it's a good one. I did. I, I really enjoyed it. So um, we include The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings in this massive legacy of music? So. I mean, they're yeah, all... I'm more... It's version of the original trilogy, so the Fellowship, uh, Two Towers, and Return of the King. Now, of the three, did you have a more like you like? I like this one better than this one. Um, probably Fellowship, then King, and then Two Towers. Yeah, yeah. Why Fellowship? Is it like just I, that's what I was introduced into? Like just the original. Yeah, and yeah. it does. I it, it gave each. Geographical, <laughs> geographical location. Yes. Wow, Whoa. you know that yeah. word? Words that with word. Andy. <laughs> so uh, each one has its own theme. Each yeah. one has its I own agree. feel, and it just it introduced you to Peter Jackson's Middle Earth. Sure, and that's why I liked it. Perfect. Yeah, Peter Jackson's had a good uh, good run at scores. Like I did the Frighteners. That was a great score too. Probably not as memorable, but still had. But uh, no, I, I think Peter Jackson's had a good run of that, and he'll continue to do so. I think so, too. Yeah, his films have pretty good soundtracks. I agree. What's next on your list? All right, number three. And this one is not due to the actual uh, composition, but to the musical choice in it, and it is the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yes. So we are so we are going past the fact of just scores, and we are including like actual like pop pop culture music. Oh yeah, actual, yeah. like compilations. Compilations. Yes. That was a great. They threw some great songs. The way they had it in the movie, still, I think that was an awesome. Like just an awesome meld of the super world. sounds of the seventies, yeah, and, and the early eighties. But that and it also gave you like an attachment to, to Quill because like 
he's one of us. Like he had this music, yeah. you know, and so it that's what he that. had from birth. Right. He gets abducted, and the only thing he has is the music that his mother gave him. And he still uses it even when he's like, you know, walking over whatever that hot water was or that cave. He's walking through. He's singing the song and dancing along. Come get your love. Right. Come and get your love. Come and get your love. Come and get your love now. Yeah, yeah. by Redbone. Super memorable soundtrack, hands down. Yep. I agree. It's great. That's awesome. Can yeah. We, uh, and even the second one, too. They, they, did, they did it again. Um, yeah. I think the second one had a little less favorable songs. Uh, Brandy was in my head for like three days right. straight. Kat and I bought the soundtrack. Yeah, it's, it's a good it soundtrack. No, it it's a great soundtrack. And I do like how they kind of like amped it up a little bit with the very first scene they had group trying to plug in the music to actually yeah. do it. So... I do. I, I do like the way the Guardians kind of didn't. Was it, I mean, they had their own score. They had like fight scene songs, but it then they fit. threw in these great like '80s, '70s mixes that were just amazing. Oh, so um, can I ask you a question before we continue on your list? Yeah. So, it, would you say that Guardians is the only one on your list that is like a very pop culture soundtrack? Um, the rest scores. There's or? there's one coming up that will be a mix. But that that's the only one that I have right now of just like an actual uh, compilation. <clears throat> what also I kind of went back and forth with in that area to fill in that that section could have been Pulp Fiction or Friday. What about Purple Rain? Oh, um, I'm probably not as big of a Prince fan as you. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Also, diamonds and pearls. I'll, I'll put it I out there. So much I've right never now. seen Purple Rain. You've never? How have wow. you never fucking seen Purple Rain? I've never seen Purple Rain. You're seen not awoken nope. until you see Purple Rain. Do you <laughs> no. want to bathe yourself no, in the I, waters I, of Lake Minnetonka? I play an awoken. <laughs> I'm an awoken. No, you're not. No, this isn't Destiny. I'm playing an awoken. No, Purple Rain. I I feel like should have at least gets an honorable mention for amazing like musical films and having. See, it's one of the most purchased soundtracks in the history of soundtracks. I have an issue with that a little bit because at that point we're watching a movie and just has his soundtrack. Like you can go get these. You you heard all these songs. after that, it's about rock and love and making it. I man. just see. I just it's like almost like a it's almost like a just self promoting in a movie level. Dude, the time was in it. Yes. That's that's it's not even his band. See, I just yeah. I mean, I love Prince. Look about I love Jungle I love Love. Prince, oh yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. I just I wouldn't put I wouldn't put no, yeah, no, that no. movie soundtrack like score wise above others just because I love his music. I yeah. think that's dumb. I think I, I don't like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna love his music. I'm gonna love it, but like I'm not gonna put a movie. Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory. That, that that would that would be me like putting a Hard Day's Night as my number one because I'm a huge Beatles fan. Right. Exactly. I think I see what you're pointing. So so but okay, I get it. So you think that Purple Rain is self promotional, so it doesn't belong in the in the in the. I, I, I think it's a great movie. And I think it's a great. He has great songs, but I would not put it because of that in a high okay. list of soundtracks. So knowing that, then so how? What about a movie like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? That is probably one of the most memorable musical moves in the history of. All I genre. remember of that is Oompa Loompa song. Right. I uh, me. I don't have saying. a single That's... musical movie in my top five because it's not your type of movie. I hate musicals. Yes. Oh, I love musicals. I hate Swing musicals. Todd. I hate musicals. Hey, don't talk about me that way, <laughs> dude. Seriously, I need to educate you because musicals are cool now. You can like musicals. I hate musicals. All right, we're done. <laughs> All right. All right. Point, point, point taken. <laughs> point taken. So, Guardians of the Galaxy rounds. That, that's number three, and, mm-hmm. and we do. Everyone here loves it. Number two, the 1989 Batman. 
And there's where I will give you your your love for Prince. Yay! <laughs> but oh, more man. so for the Danny Elfman soundtrack. Yeah. That that continued there at the, the late 80s, giving a character a theme. And well, I mean that, it is awesome. That that theme is still used in other media today, like in the Lego Batman game. It's it's all throughout that. Yeah, it's still used and no matter how many times I watch the movie, the very ending scene where he's standing on the scaffolding, the bat signal showing, and that Elfman music is playing with the bells chiming. Look, I'm getting the goosebumps now describing. Ew, you actually are. The goosey is oh. gross. Can you, it is awesome. I want to hear you sing. Wait, wait, so. wait I, want to hear, I want to hear it too. How does it go? It goes. What about who do you trust? Money, 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 who do you trust? It is. Money, 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 who do you trust? This town needs an enema. Party Man was the perfect song for that parade scene. God, I love that. I love that Joker. Trust. Who do you Nicholson and Ledger is Joker A and B. I they're love that they're Joker. both right there. One A, one B. Yeah. They're they're great. Party Man plays when he's in the museum yes, and like the face, yes, yeah. the face and everything. Trust is what plays Trust when he's doing the parade. 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 Yeah, both of those are great scenes. And Nicole and uh, what was what's her name again? I apologize. Uh, Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger's face when the when Jack Nichols sits down and just turns off the boombox and you're like. Yeah, he's fucking nuts. <laughs> Turn that back on. Though. I like that he's back. Please, thank you. That's great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, after I had I took some convincing, but once I reheard the the music, yes, it's very memorable. It's good good sound. And Danny Elfman does a lot of great soundtracks. It all this stuff does sound the same, but the same could be said for every composer, including my number one, Star Wars. Oh boy. I'm gonna look Casey Case in there. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's Star Wars. Original trilogy Star Wars. And the same as The Empire Strikes Back was a great sequel. Its soundtrack was also better because we got the Imperial March. Mm-hmm. That's an iconic song. I mean, you can I mean everybody knows that. Everyone. Yeah, John yeah. Williams is immortal. Let's bum, just he's bum, like the bum. Beatles of movie scores. Yeah. I mean, and he's used a lot. I mean, I think that's because of Star Wars. I mean, Richard Donner, dude. He did the Richard Donner Superman films. Like, yeah. John Williams, like, Crypt- Krypton, that, uh, the entire soundtrack. Like, I got chills. I think I think Star Wars launched him. Like, I think that was yes. his, like, launching pad was this movie and how well it, it he it's, made this, I don't, know if, I don't know if I call it futuristic because it's supposed to be a long time ago, but whatever. It's perfect. In every way, for every every planet, every um, like scene transition, it, um, it's the same. He gave an identity to people, places, mm-hmm. things like when the Death Star approaches and it has like everything has a feel to it, and the music is just as important in the Star Wars universe as every single other thing in there. And yet he, we couldn't use this score for Rogue One. I was, say, I was yeah. just going to say, <laughs> Andy hates Rogue One. Hates there Rogue is One no too. John Williams music except for the Imperial March. It just, sure. it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie because of the lack of the music. Yeah, and see, that's where we disagree a little bit, but, you know, that's for another topic. I think we've already talked about that before, but 
I do agree. The John Williams score made the movie. It didn't make the movie, but it definitely helped make the movie epic. You could hear just the music, and you instantly know what it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's iconic. It's it's easily one of the most memorable soundtracks, and it's probably one that's going to outlive him. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's done several that will outlive him. But yeah. there, but yeah, but he's. I don't know, man. Like, I, I want to, I want to yell at you for some of your past other choices. I can't, but there's no way anyone could like, argue with you against John Williams. No, so, I mean, and he's John done Williams, so many. It, and that's what I'm saying. I had an honorable mention list, and it's all John Williams because that's how good he is. <laughs> Indiana Jones. I was gonna say Indiana Jones better be on your. It, honorable Indiana Jones. You didn't put it up there. Like that's Superman. Jaws. Jaws. I mean, this guy just keeps cranking out amazing soundtracks. He, like, and he goes gives to the everything shitter, and I, he he comes back makes and themes. He understands just, themes. Bam. Got See, I, I, soundtrack just think, here. I think you're a homer and you you put two Batman in your top five. You did. I did you put did. two Batman, you but did, they both are deservedly so in there. I I don't understand like I like the Dark Knight soundtrack, but Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, come on. Indy, how did Indian get not put in there? I was also put, trying put in... to split. I didn't want it to be like, here's my top five soundtracks. They're all John Williams. Hey, I could have done that. Nobody would have argued with you. <laughs> I have a, I, right now, I kind of feel like I want to like call shenanigans on you a little bit. I feel like you squeezed that one into your five, and it don't belong there, but you just needed a two Batman movie. You needed that Batman movie. No, because The Dark Knight, I'm telling you, okay. just listen to the music, and you'll, you'll actually be able to pick out what scene that is playing from from like, just hearing it I, like Indiana Jones Inception? Indiana Jones just takes me back to to my childhood and wanting to go on just <laughs> you want to go bike. on adventures with yeah. Indy just Dr. Jones on my bike yeah. Dr. Jones I, I met that guy the guy who played short, short round key, key hook some, some, yeah, but, no yeah. lady you call him Dr. Jones yeah hold on to your potatoes he's yeah he's an interesting fellow that gentleman yeah I mean I like your list for the most part I don't think Dark Knight should be in there. It should. It's okay. <laughs> I think I think there's just so many there's so many movies out there. And good 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 God, thank, thankfully we didn't conclude the good like good song soundtracks. Yeah, like the Beatles. That um, that could be its it's that could be its own it's, yeah, own, it's own genre. Yeah. You can't you can't use the Beatles. It's a trump card. It's it like it's card. like it's like playing you know the really bad cards in Cards Against Humanity. You can't use the Beatles. They are their own. I mean, I could have gone with the wall, Pink Floyd. Oh yeah, that, that entire I movie is the soundtrack. Wow. Yeah, I didn't I'm surprised you didn't be the Floyd fan. But yeah. that's in the same vein as Purple Rain. It's self-promoting. I, I love that too. I agree. That's why it wasn't in there. And as much as I like Pink Floyd, is my number yeah. one. Fine. All right. So did you just not like Indiana Jones? No, I love Indiana okay. Jones, but I was. I was trying to split it up. I didn't want it to be John Williams heavy. I wanted because I like Hans Zimmer. I like his. His, uh, his uh, library of mm-hmm. work, and I wanted to make sure I got it in there. I, I feel like Hans Zimmer does everything now. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice soundtrack. You didn't That's even... Danny Elfman. Yeah, I know. But I already had him on the list. For what? what was 89 it? Batman. Oh, man. What mm-hmm. about the new Danny Elfman soundtrack <laughs> coming out? For the Justice League? Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, he goes back to that kind of... Did you bring in and get Beetlejuice or 89 Batman? I want both. Oh, you can't have both. I just want that that Elfman sound. Are you gonna get? What is it? Just Simpsons too, doesn't he? He does do the Simpsons. Simpsons <laughs> get that quirky little cartoon music. Yeah, if it was uh, Tim Burton, also it was oh. it was Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All well, right. if you um, 
What about 2001 A Space Odyssey? It is good. Everyone knows it, though, for the uh, the big timpani drums. Is there what does that sound like, Andy? It sounds like uh, banging drums. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I want to get into singing. That, that I want to sing. <laughs> okay. Um, well, so, I, I mean, I guess it's, it's hard to fit in a top five. Like, top five is... There's so many so great many good songs out there. Yeah, We're so, limiting ourselves, but intentionally because there's of course, of us. Yeah, it's hard Fair to... Fair enough. Can't make it a giant list because we'll be gone for hours about, you know, songs or whatever. I'd love to hear sometime in the future maybe your opinion on top five video game soundtracks. Uh, Definitely. I don't really care about the video game soundtracks. All right, well, you're a fucking party pooper, <laughs> and we're going to move along. I'm just saying, like, I don't really ever pay attention to a video game because of soundtrack. Okay. So, but segueing into video games then, Ooh, I, believe, uh, you. I believe Sweeney has I a video game list. Yeah, so I have a big list of, uh, of I don't want to do all video games because that's stupid. There's, like, so many different genres. I couldn't just do a top five of video games because that would be pointless. So top five first-person shooters because... For me, that was one of the first games I played as a kid, coming into, like, Turok, or coming into, like, Halo, or Perfect Dark, or all these games. So that was kind of my first introduction, outside of, like, maybe, you know, Mario Brothers, you know, Zelda. But even back then, we had Duck Hunt, which I, hey, still a first-person shooter, man. So, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and kick this list. Um, so on my list, I think I'm going to have some games that you guys disagree with. Because we already talked about this previously. So on top of number five, old school, Doom. Oh, that's so ironic. Because Doom was like the first computer game that I just freaking loved. Loved putting in the cheat codes. Loved going in with the BFG. You know, going in, shotgunning, you know, demon zombie face guys. And it was just, it was a hard game for one. When you, when you didn't have the cheat codes. When you had the cheat codes, and you could just kind of run through. Go through with a chainsaw. Hell, you go with your bare fist and start punching demons in the face. I have a feeling that Doom is going to get raked over the coals tonight. It's going to get mentioned in my list, too. But in regards to its its video game heritage, it is probably one of the greatest first-person shooters of yeah. all time. It taught me what first-person shooter ultraviolence was. Oh, yeah, it and was what it super... Even for its, like, 8-bit self back in the day, it was super gory, super just destructive. It was pretty sweet, man. Like, and, the weapons, the shotguns. Oh, like, yeah, all rocket the launchers. Like, but the only, but there was no jump, there, no. and there was no. I mean, it was very brass tacks. It oh was yeah, like, it was just scrolling forward and shooting things as you go, but shoot or punch it or use the chainsaw, which is really cool. When Doom came out and everybody was playing it, by the time I started to play, and especially on a computer because I was you know a console kid with the the NES and yeah. Atari. Uh, by the time I got a computer and was playing, I played some Doom and I liked it, but Quake and Quake 2 was actually out at that same yeah. time. And I loved Quake 2, especially with all the mods and the cheats that you could put in that where you could use like the grappling hook. And that is where I learned that being a camper is kind of fun. I oh, hate you God. so much. Because You're such a dick. I would grapple hook as high up as I could with a rocket launcher and just sit there and wait for people to run underneath me. You're that asshole. Dude. I was that asshole. You freaking jerk off. That's like the most so asshole mood you can do in a video game. Because I hate campers now. you now. always complain them. about campers. You yell at them. <laughs> Where'd you get your tent? It's like, karma, man. But that's that was, get. that's how, I was a child. That's how children play. And so you if you're a girl, man, and keep, we all are. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. What we're so you were about. like a Gen 2 first person shooter kid, and then you kind of dabbled like, with the early shit, like yeah. Wolfenstein and Doom and all that stuff. So, and I, and you know, 
Quake, Unreal Tournament were on my... Originally, I started building my list. They were there. But then I thought about, like, Doom made these. Like, Wolfenstein you made had, Doom. Okay. But see, I'm a little younger. I didn't really play Wolfenstein that much. I did not. You know, I was. I, like, I had Doom. I, we were my family. We didn't do a lot. My mom still hates the fact that I play video games. This is the nicest way I've been told I'm old in a long time. By the way, thank you. I I, I, I let you off easy. <laughs> um. So yeah, we didn't have all. You know, my mom didn't buy any video games, but I somehow managed to get Doom out of the situation. I'm not really sure how I did that, but um. So yeah, Doom number five for me. And those other games, Quake, Unreal Tournament. Obviously, their graphics upped the ante back then. Uh, they looked better. They played better. But I think without Doom and Wolfenstein, you wouldn't have even had these computer-based you know, shooters. So glad I think we, that's why I made my list above them. Fair enough. I'm glad we at least mentioned uh, uh, Quake Railgun. Railgun oh, yes. alone gives Quake its and oh, rocket yeah. jumping. We'll get to another Railgun on my list here coming up. So, um, so next, next one, number four, Counter-Strike. I know all you Call of Duty-loving Battlefield cocksuckers... <laughs> Love to see how good your games are. Well, it all started with Counter-Strike. And this game is still freaking around. I've never played it. Oh, my God. I used to play it old school and aimbot it. never... Come at me, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, like Andy, like, I was console, and I didn't... I, honestly, like, I don't think our family had a computer until, like, 1998. If you, if you haven't played a first-person shooter and used a mouse to aim, <sighs> you have no idea what you're missing. Arctic I, Warfare I Rifle. Counter-Strike. Oh, my God. Counter-Strike was amazing. And for one, almost one sole fact for me, they introduced the gun game. The gun game, which I'm sure all you Call of Duty people have played now, is because they stole it from Counter-Strike, was you start out with a certain weapon and you move through a cycle of weapons and the way to win, you had to get first a a grenade kill and then you had to stab somebody while they're all using guns. It was the best like challenge game, it was the best just overall fun running around trying to get different kills, different weapons. It's a party game. Yeah, it was a huge party game. It was amazing. And Counter-Strike made that. Like, that was, like, their own custom version before we had DLCs, before we had, you know, people making custom servers. So that they had their own people that played the game make the servers. Dude, Counter-Strike did a lot more than that. Counter-Strike was one of the first mili- semi-realistic military fight, like, first-person shooter yeah. games. The weapons in it are were actual military weapons. Yep. And that was one of the first time people had started seeing that because guns were very like you can shoot aliens yeah. and you can shoot laser beams and fight demons and have ridiculous crap. This was like real military grade, like the Arctic Warfare rifle, my favorite sniper yes. rifle. Also the biggest, the Desert Eagle, the yes. 5.0. Yes. And I think, so the reason this one made it above, so, you know, I will apologize to a little bit of you Call of Duty players for the, if you played the original Call of Duty, the original World War, like oh. one, World War II Call of Duty, not this Infinite warfare. I can shoot electricity you know, like, out of cyborg my dick. Wall running? Whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. The original was very similar to Counter Strike, but it actually had a story behind it. It was World War Two. It was you know Americans, Russians, Germans, um, all fighting. So it was actually, and it was the same style. It was the same style of old, like you said, the military style of shooting. The you know snipers you actually had to be accurate with. You couldn't just quick scope people. You actually had to take time and aim and do things. So that's, and that's why I think Counter-Strike kind of beat out Call of Duty for me a little bit is because they had a little more things involved in the game where you know, Call of Duty was strictly a multiplayer, strictly you did have some campaign, but you know, um, Counter-Strike allowed for custom servers, allowed for the, the players to kind of build their own types of games. It was very, very in-depth and an awesome 
awesome game. Modding started becoming real, yep. like real big because yep. of a uh, Counter Strike. Yep. Counter Strike, yeah, I would definitely say Counter Strike is a huge milestone turning point for first person shooters. I agree. What's your next? What's next on your list? So the next one, getting into those alien shooting, Destiny. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, let's just get this out of the way right now. All the exclusion of Tim and Annie over there. We have a serious addiction. Yes. For this game, this I, I'm fairly certain the, between the three of us, we've clocked over six months. Oh, easily. Easily. We've played this game from inception. We've played this game. We pre-ordered it. Hell, I have the white. PS4 that came out with the original game. Me too. So, you know, I love this game. And and, and it's not just for, oh, it's a first-person shooter. They fucking gave you an MMO. Like, they gave you... Kind of. Kind of. Well, <laughs> kind you only can have, you know, I'll bitch about that some moment. other time. But, you know, they gave you a still of it. They didn't give you a story. The story kind of sucked. But they gave you the end game that you wanted from a raid. They gave you the strikes. They gave you, you know, fire tears. They gave you gear to I go after. I have no problem oh, yeah. like, with any... Of the mechanics of Destiny, oh, they yeah. are perfect. They the gunfighting is perfect. The gear system is fun. The I classes get it. are amazing. It keeps me coming back. But they dropped story on the ball. They did. They just dropped that shit in a toilet. Yeah, they forgot that they needed a story for a good game. And I will fault them a little bit there, but they make up for it in every other way. Um, it's just it, it gives you so for your World of Warcraft players, it gives you that I need to go get gear, I need to go grind, I need to find the, the epic pieces or the exotic pieces that I want. Andy and can it gives play you that satisfaction. Space dress and I was gonna say, as you guys know, I couldn't give two shits if there was a story, so the game was yeah. amazing. Yeah, you don't get <laughs> even playing substance. What's fucking, that? Like I just I don't care. I was like. Let me get some awesome gear, some awesome guns, and go shoot the shit out of stuff. And Destiny was like, here you go. Yep. Yeah. And then they gave you the ability to do multiplayer. So you could go and fight other Guardians, and you could go and actually have that competitive spirit where if you want to be like, <laughs> hey, I'm better than you, I'm going to show you, you could do it. It wasn't always just against the AI. And I think also, rating was the best part of the game. It was. I agree. I think rating... They, the 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 puzzles the, the the cooperation the timing the the, the exactness it's of so it. in depth it's it is it requires every single person to be on their game yep. if one person screws up we're all fine. and they made it challenging not like it wasn't like you know you know vanilla wow challenging where you needed forty people to cooperate to get one thing done but it was challenging enough that it was not no one's just going to burn through it and the mechanic the way that they thought of the worlds the the, the characters the creatures. I mean, it was so much thought process into these different races and these different styles that we had to do. They did forget the story, but they—they they, there's just so much substance to this game. You know, like you said, you go to a raid, it's not just going to shoot things. You got to go solve puzzles. You got to go solve tricks. Hell, the one of the new raids, you have to actually do no binary. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, they added all this stuff into it. There's a lot of, like, Easter egg uh, quests and things like oh, that yeah. that really add depth to the game. And But, the, but once again... It still needs a plot. True. Ultimately, you have to have a reason to do what uh, you're they, doing. Yeah, they suck that. Bad. Destiny Two. I'm hoping so far. Destiny Two story looks good. So and far. Now that you've given me a game that set up the universe but didn't make me do anything in it, now you're gonna give me the game that like lets me go have like a grand adventure right. in that universe. Well, that and the, the whole premise is you losing your light. Like that's a. So I don't know. You're I'm sure if space all Destiny players know this, or you don't listen. No Destiny. You're. Your, your way you're powered up is through the Traveler who gives you this spark of light that makes you actually pretty much, I don't want to say demigods, or I don't know what you are, but you're like this you're powered up Jedi. soldier. You're yeah. super yeah. 
magic space powers and to lightning and fire. And so everybody like has their own powers, unique powers. You know, every class has their own way of doing things. But in Destiny 2, we find out very early on, you're defeated. They take the Traveler and you lose your light. So I'm kind of curious what they're going to do with that. You're going to grab a goddamn rocket launcher and a machine gun and go get your shit back. Right, exactly. And I'm hoping Vader for scum. a little more uh, open-worldness to it also. Maybe a little. I understand its limitations, especially on uh, that type of gaming, but even the, the the maps that are there now, they you could go left and right a little bit, but they're still pretty linear with, oh, look, there's a path on the ground. Well, that's the path. That's most, I think that's most games. They want to give you a route to follow. Yeah. But I, I will. Yeah, you're right. The the fact that you only can go to one country on Earth is kind of stupid. Now I get maybe the rest of the world's you know destroyed, but why can't I go out there? Well, like, we're getting the European dead zone in Destiny Two. Okay. So we're leaving Mother Russia and we're going to right. To yeah, it's Russia for some random reason. The Russia survived. <laughs> it's just big and barren and hard to find shit there. Very much. I guess like, that makes sense. You know, civil rights. Kind of like cockroaches. Mm. Anyway. So yeah, Destiny high on my list. Um, it's not it's not not higher than the next one because this is an old school classic that anybody that played a Nintendo sixty four played. Goldeneye. Uh, yes. Uh, did anyone not in this room not play Goldeneye? If you did, get the hell out right now. Goldeneye. No, I played right. Goldeneye. Oh, I looked at you because I, like, oh, I was like, I played a shit ton of Goldeneye. I had many all nighters. Oh my god! Goldeneye. So. Yeah. I had friends over weekends. My mom would wake up. My mom used to work at five in the morning and the weekends, and so I I had to run and hide at five a.m. because I was still up playing Golden Isle with my friends. <laughs> like I've had so many friends come over this game. I mean, not even just for okay, Double Seven, cool. Like yeah, we love Double Seven movies. They were great growing up with them. Um, but you get all the bad guys, you get the good guys, and you get mods too. Like you had all these cheat codes, like paintball mode, big head mode, tiny mode. Which, if your odd job really made you small, golden gun mode. Cheating. <laughs> if, you're, if you ever play odd job, you're a cheater. Yeah, odd job is super cheating. The golden gun in that game ruined friendship. <laughs> it did. The first person to get to that whoever gun, ran for oh, it. it would, yeah. I yeah. always played as 006 Sean Bean. Yeah. Because I figured if I was going to be dying a lot in a first person shooter, I needed to be Sean Bean. The guy actually <laughs> dies a lot. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> so I know a lot of people give a shit because the, the shooting mechanics were awful. Like you could stand right in front of somebody and, and hit fire and miss every bullet. But I just have so many good memories of that game. Yeah. The it's nostalgia co op. Oh, my God. And the 64 had four you know, inputs. You actually could play with four friends. It was before networks came out. I mean, it was before you could go online and play with people. So it was the first true, like, you know, multi-person fighter game that lets you, like, have multiple modes and just, like, have a fun time with your friends and actually not have to all you know, play different games or trade, you know, trade off using the controller. Pierce Brosnan looked legit in that game. That was straight oh, up yeah. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> that <laughs> little 3D Pierce <laughs> 3D Brosnan. 3D Pierce Brosnan head thing. Him. Yep. Oh, yeah. just like him. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. No, it doesn't look like it. But yeah, so that's number two for me. All right. And then What's number the greatest? Number one all time for me is another nostalgic game for me and my friends. We played a lot, but it's also to help develop a brand. Halo. Uh, Halo built you. the Microsoft. No, I'm not band. holding back. Fuck you. Hey, Halo. You fucking grow, Chachbag. <laughs> no. Halo, I remember growing up and taking four Xboxes to my friend's house, we all land together and play. Did you, drink, did you bring pa- drink past Blue Ribbon and? No, drink 
Mountain Dew and Nate Doritos. Collars. Like, what the hell kind of geek were you? Halo was, to me, the, the point at which first-person shooters started uh, getting to, like, just way too bro like there's not a lot of Master Chief is a you can't define a, a game like by the people a blank who play it. character. He's just the greatest fucking space soldier ever. You can't define a, pl- a game by the people who play it and are assholes. That's dumb. Fair enough. Like, that's but all. I'm not a fan of Halo. I, Halo was Halo created the Xbox. Without it forces Halo, me to buy an Xbox. Is kind of why I don't like it. Too. Forced you at the time. That's all there was. I played it on PC. Uh, I and I get and the gun. The vehicles were fun. Like the, the Warhog was fun. The the guns are pretty cool. Yeah, the Needler. I mean, that thing was fucking sweet. I just didn't really care about Master Chief as a character. Oh, I never played the story mode. I could give a care. I give a shit about the story mode. Oh, you played that online? Yeah, but I played. Well, back then it wasn't online. It was land parties. You had to like, hook up. I'm not talking about the Halos that came out later, where it had all the douchebags like try to troll you online. I'm talking about the original Halo on the original Xbox, where you would you had to link up with your friends with a little like, network cable, and half time didn't fucking work because you had to, like. Or trick it thinking you were together to get actually land party set up but we'd have four of them in one house and we'd have 16 people just like all playing this all night long I feel like Halo the best thing to come out of Halo is Red versus Blue by Rooster oh, Teeth oh absolutely on, uh, on Netflix I watched that thanks Halo for, for Rooster Teeth and, and, and Red have, versus yeah, Blue yeah like you said you have all the weapons like so many fun guns and yes the it is okay. a little bit more like futuristic and you know the kind of like what we just talk about we don't like but this was like the first one to really do it. And it was like, Didn't they had Halo. a mix of both like, you know, actual ballistic weapons and they had these futuristic alien weapons and you could pick which side you're going to be on. Like, it was kind of a cool thing. Did Halo invent the uh, regenerating health and shields mechanic in first person shooters? I believe shooters? so. That was the first time you actually had that mechanic come up. That's pretty much like the standard. Yeah, now. I guess that's cool. Oh, thanks, Andy. Yeah. Thanks for your approval on that one. So, <laughs> Xbox, come I, on, I never, I never owned an Xbox. Right. I, I've always been a PlayStation guy, and the weirdest reason is I just don't like the feel of an Xbox controller. Oh, the controller was fucking awful. So the first time <laughs> the I first ever played Halo, yeah. it was a friend from work brings over an Xbox, and he was like, you guys should try to play Halo. And I'm like, okay. And he gives me this controller, and I'm just staring at it like, what is this abomination in my hands? And I look up, and it's like, oh, I'm dead. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, I'm dead. I'm like, dude, what am I doing to play? And he's like, ha, 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 ha. Broey Chach. And then it's just right. like, okay, I don't want to play that anymore. That was your friend, though. Yeah, so it's <laughs> just You're like, our friend, too, you Broey Chach. <laughs> anyway. So just, no, I, I didn't... And I never viewed it as a Broey Chach game. It was just a game we could all have tournaments with my friends. You make custom games. We used to do at least do snipers and rocket launchers. That Halo. was like the most opposite things to do. We used to have that custom game. It was a blast. Halo is an FHFPS. That is a frat house first-person shooter. <laughs> I would never, I was not in a fraternity, so I don't agree with you at all. But none of my friends were actually. I'll, I'll give it the credit for it did. It built the It Xbox. built their brand. It, it, it gave them that. Now it's, unfortunately, it gave Microsoft. us red versus blue. Yeah. I mean, there is some good story to it. It just wasn't. It it wouldn't be my number one. Now, it wouldn't be I, in my top 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, like, and... I don't, I don't mean the, the multiple releases after because Microsoft is holding on to that now and it's kind of like, guys, you got to do something else because, you know, Sony is much better now. But back then, I didn't have, you know, a PlayStation. I didn't have that, but my friends all had Xboxes. So, it was like... My friends had PlayStations, bro. That's a high five. You didn't see it. Up. There was a high five. They could hear it. Yeah, yeah. They're not deaf. They're listening to a podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. So, yeah, that was like my... 
for me, a mix of nostalgia, a mix of brand making, a mix of one of the best games I've ever played back then at the time. It's number one for me. I don't really feel your love for it. I feel like you're forcing it. I don't know. Halo. I'm not forcing I, it at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like Andy where I didn't really play Xbox a whole lot, so Halo was just kind of meh. Whatever. Uh, and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a shit ton of people out there that love it. Yeah, that's why Microsoft was I, successful on their Xbox. Well, mm-hmm. there's five or six different Halos. Right, know. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and they're still trying to make them. Like I said, Microsoft needs to let go a little bit because that's their only exclusive now, and it's not what it used to be for them, so I do agree with that, but the original for me will always be number one. I, you might need to cut this later, but I think the only I think when I uh, when I lost the Xbox in my divorce, I really wasn't that sad. I was like, meh, bye, buddy. Well, and I had both. I've had even recently. I had Xbox One and the PS4, but I did sell my Xbox One because I like I said they don't really have yeah. that exclusivity anymore and they don't really have games I'm like oh I want this and no reason we have both I mean I see what you mean because it it, it did launch the Xbox into what it is today because it was their first big hit yep it was their first huge hit it's the it's the Super Mario Brothers of Xbox yep yeah and I blame it a lot for that anyway wow <laughs> <laughs> so, okay so I'd say that you've definitely uh, one thing I will agree with that Halo was a super popular game it's definitely yes it, and, and yes, it, it had a huge effect on the video game industry. I'll concede that. I'll give that to you because, to me, it has recently sucked big balls, but Call of Duty was yeah. my Halo. And I, I, I didn't get into it until late also. Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. But then playing that, I was like, this is awesome. I loved it. And then they just went off the, we need to Hand be like Destiny picture. shit fit. Yeah, and I, I just think... I just think they're trying too hard now with Microsoft is trying to hold on to the one exclusive they have and they keep reproducing it. Um, so it has lost a little bit of its well, shine. Losing well, Destiny well, Bungie, was big for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because what because Bungie left to make Destiny. Correct. Right? Bungie also made Halo. Yeah. Yeah. So the first Halo. I mean, it's what yes. put the Bungie, one I actually liked. It's what put Bungie on the map. I thought they did I thought they did the first two. They did the first two. You're right. was the second one where they introduced dual wielding in Halo? Couldn't tell you. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was. I think it was. Yes, and it, it also was a, the only one actually a continuation of the original story, so it actually had some merit still. And then they kind of got away from that and kind of sprawled out into this other crap that was more. Really, they realized what the cash grab was was for multiplayer, and they stopped worrying so much about the story. All right. Well. We're just going to agree to disagree because fuck that game. <laughs> I will get you guys to like it one day. We'll sit down again and try to play it. And maybe I can convince you. I'm down. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up the first part of our top five lists. Tune in next week to hear Phil's video game to movie adaptations. And Tim will talk about his favorite adult cartoons. This is The Hateful Geeks. Catch you next time.